0: All right, guys, welcome back to episode five of the Good Evening Football Podcast. As you all know, Jonah's decided to join us full time, so we're very excited for that. And also, you know, I think me, Aiden, and Jonah think of ourselves that we know probably a lot about football, but this kid, Dylan, is legit. So, Dylan, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself?
1: Uh, I'm a Cardinals fan. I run a page on Instagram. Uh, I've been a Cardinals fan since about uh, 2014.
2: And, uh, yeah.
0: All right, guys. This guy we're really excited to have on. I mean, this dude puts numbers together. He knows he is a true quarterback guru. So, uh, let's get into it with the first topic. So, the first topic is we're going to debate this. Does the system a college quarterback plays in affect his production in the NFL? So, Dylan, we're going to let you start off on this one.
1: Okay. Well, uh, pro style offenses are, uh, I mean, I, Obviously, that's where you want to draft. Mm-hmm. See other guys like um, that come from spread offenses, usually take a lot of time to develop. Like Patrick Mahomes sat for a year. Mm-hmm. Uh, the backup quarterback for the Steelers. I forgot what his name was. Josh Dobbs. Uh, no. no, the other guy. Rudolph. Rudolph. Yeah, Mason Rudolph. He's sitting for a while. Mm-hmm. But uh, I think it – I don't really think it – decides if they're going to be good or not. I think it's
2: just
0: uh, – it's –
2: yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Okay, so for this, I did a little bit of just looking up stuff. So I decided to start off with the Cliff Kingsbury system that he runs. So let's look back at Case Keenum. I don't know if you can really say his pro career has been – I don't know if it's successful. He's had a pretty decent career, obviously, with the Vikings he's most famous for. Uh, Played from, started out with my Houston Texans, but he actually started out with the university of Houston. So let's look back at his college career. He had 19,217 yards in college and 155 touchdowns. Um, In the pros though, he's only had 12,000 and he's played more years. I don't really think, I think that my answer to this question is, is that sometimes it does help case Keenum. I don't really know if you can call him a success. Um, Obviously, he had a lot of success in college. Obviously, being from Houston, I've watched a lot of his games. Um, and in the pros, when he first came out here as an undrafted free agent, I thought he pr- played pretty well his first time around with us. Um, I don't know what really to say about Case Keenum. I'm going to say that's a maybe. And then as far as other guys that have played in the Cliff Kingsbury system, you've got Johnny Manziel in, high, or in um, college, 7,820 yards and only two years at Texas A&M. Obviously, I'm not gonna read the pro stats because you know what happened there the it really didn't transfer over uh I really think that's more an off the field issue than it is an on the field issue um but I think that the Kingsbury system is geared towards it really helps any quarterback because obviously at Texas Tech with Davis Webb Davis Webb put up numbers that were better than Pat Mahomes in college Pat Mahomes put up eleven thousand two hundred and fifty two yards so I mean, it works sometimes, but I'm not going to sit here and say that all the time it's going to change because you look at also the spread offense. Deshaun Watson, obviously, his entire career at Clemson, 10,168 yards. In the pros, we saw how that translated over. And Kelly Bryant is the last one I'm going to start with. Um, Basically a clone of Deshaun Watson came in and did the exact same thing and had similar numbers for the years he was at Clemson because obviously he backed up Deshaun, and then Trevor Lawrence took his spot. So, my answer to this question is that sometimes it will affect, but not all the time.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's, it's interesting, though. I had a few examples here. Uh, I have Cliff, Cliff Kingsbury on here, too. But, I mean, I really just have Texas Tech. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. they've had Cliff Kingsbury and Mike Leach uh, in the last decade uh, at the head coach spot. And, I mean, you see, you see what Mike Leach did with uh, Graham Harrell. I don't know if you all remember him. Uh, mm-hmm. he was an absolute stud in college, uh, put up some wild numbers and then, you know, just went to the pros and did nothing. I mean, like, and then, you know, you got Patrick Mahomes. That's a good example of somebody who did transfer over to the pros in a very, uh, good way, you know, but I mean, you look at what Mike Leach also did at Washington state with Ryan, uh, no, not Mike Leach, uh, Mike Price, uh, Washington state with Ryan Leaf, uh, mm-hmm. and Ryan Leaf was insane in college uh see but for me that's almost another manziel situation where off the field issues took part
0: so i don't know if you can say totally that it was the. System. i mean
2: you just i watched his game against the chiefs from his rookie year mm-hmm. i i can't like it's like it's unbearable it hurts my eyes to watch uh mm-hmm. but like i don't know i think it's it, sometimes it can uh you know i think texas tech has created a lot of success at the quarterback position. You know, Baker Mayfield also had a close- He started
0: out at t- – I didn't put him on the list because he didn't really play for Tech Yeah, he ball. didn't really
2: play for them. But, I mean, he, he he technically was there. But, I mean, you could also talk about Oklahoma with Lincoln Riley, uh, you know, with Baker mm-hmm. Mayfield and Kyler Murray. But, I mean, it really – I mean, we haven't seen Kyler. But, I mean, it really just depends, honestly. Uh, some of them do. Some of them don't. It, I technically – my real answer is no, it doesn't really mean anything. I think mm-hmm. it really just depends on the, you know, overall demeanor of the guy and his overall talent. But, I mean, yeah, I mean it really just depends.
0: All right, Jonah, what you rocking to this?
1: I have to agree with everything you guys said. Sometimes, you know, in the spread offense, it, it has huge upside in the NFL and everything. And then other times, the guy just doesn't pan out. So it's kind of mm-hmm. like a risk you're taking. And so I don't think you can really make, like, a uh, an assumption saying because they use this style in college that they're going to be pro-ready or, or anything like that.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, I think the main example for this, you look at Davis Webb at Texas Tech, he was basically doing exactly what Pat Mahomes mm-hmm. was doing, and obviously it didn't pan out at all in the province yeah. compared to what Pat Mahomes is. They have the same skill set. They're both gunslingers. They both have incredible arm strength, kind of mobile. Um, so I really think it depends on the player. Yeah, yeah.
2: I mean – but with Davis Webb, I mean, he transferred to Cal, and he was still incredible. I think he he did it in both systems, in two different systems. Uh, and the Pac-12 and the Big 12 are two totally different, uh, you know, looks. Like, their offenses are not very similar. Uh, Pac-12 is mainly a defensive conference. Uh, but, I mean, Davis Webb did it in two college systems. He just didn't do it in the pros. And I think – that is kind of like a prime example of why maybe it wouldn't work. But I mean, maybe he just wasn't ready. I'm not, I'm not really sure. Mm
0: -hmm. All right. So now we're going to move on to, we did a little fantasy football draft this past week, just to kind of get ready for the season, kind of get excited. I was ready for my fantasy draft. I've been waiting for it since I won my last league. So I'll go ahead and start this one since I got the paper right in front of me. Um, I'll start off by saying it's a lot more fun when you only have four players. It really is. Yeah, because everybody ends up with a stacked team. Um, So, I mean, obviously, we all saw how our teams turned out, and I was ecstatic because I was (laughs) scraping at the bottom. My number one receiver last year was Corey Davis. So, (laughs) I mean, this year it's obviously a little bit better of a situation. Oh, man. um, I'm just going to go down the list. I didn't write down the order I picked these guys in, so I'm just going to read off. I have my roster here. So, at quarterback – I don't think – Aiden, did you pick Mahomes before me? I don't think I so. I think No, that was you
2: way. picked Deshaun Watson, and then I took Mahomes.
0: Okay, so
2: ever since that Clemson game against
0: Alabama, I remember staying up late at night sitting on my couch watching that game, and I decided right then and there I'm never going to bet against this man. I mean, Deshaun's obviously – I mean, it's a, it doesn't even matter about the disclaimer. I'm always going to have bias towards Deshaun because it's just how I feel about him. So he's always going to be my quarterback one. I am absolutely the biggest fan you'll find of Deshaun Watson. So I went ahead and took him at quarterback one. He's a great dual threat. He'll get you 500 rushing yards in the season. it will also put up great passing numbers. Um, so that's why I took Deshaun. I know Pat Mahomes, it kind of scares me with Mahomes, though. You haven't seen – you've only seen one year, so we don't know – Our defense is going to be able to figure him out. And if they figure him out, what's that going to look like? What are the interception totals going to look like? Because the way he plays, he's obviously going to throw interceptions. He's just very reckless Mm -hmm. when he throws the ball at times. And obviously, Deshaun has the same problem with decision-making, but I'm always going to rock with Deshaun when I'm giving those two. So now I go to my running back. I took James Conner. Obviously, a 1,000-yard rusher last season, he would have been, without a question, missed three games with the concussion. Um, I don't think there's any question about that. James Conner is an absolute stud at running back, especially with that Pittsburgh offensive line. I have no doubt he's going to get me a ton of points this year, and I'm excited. Running back two, I have Chris Carson. We talked about him last episode. I graded him at an A, fifth in the league in rushing. This Seattle team is different than the ones they've had in the past because it's built around the run. And Chris Carson's obviously the feature back. Um, I think that Russell Wilson at this point in his career He's not going to want to take off and run down the field like he used to be able to do. So they're going to just hand the ball off. Chris Carson is a stud at running back. I'm excited to see what he can do this year. My wide receiver number one. My wide receivers are just insane. This is what just freaked me out when I was able to get these guys. I took Hop first. Obviously, DeAndre Hopkins being a Texans fan, a little biased there. I was just going to take him no matter what. Um, Got the best hands in the NFL in my opinion. He can catch the ball great, scores touchdowns. He's Deshaun's favorite weapon. Pair those two together, it's a match made in heaven. Then i got Julio Jones next. Obviously, Julio, you're not going to get the touchdown rate that you got with DeAndre. For whatever reason, Julio just has a problem scoring touchdowns. Never been able to figure that one out, but he always has problems scoring touchdowns. Yeah,
2: he's uh, he's always double teamed, apparently. Yeah, Yeah. it's,
0: it's bizarre because he'll put up 300 yards a game, Oh, yeah, he can't catch yeah, a touchdown. He, yeah,
2: Obviously, that's exaggeration. He's not he, – he, that's why people kind of minimize him in the red zone because he's just always mm-hmm. double teamed.
0: Um, Didn't get his first touchdown, though, I think week eight last year. Yep. It was very late. Calvin Ridley had scored way before he had. Um, So, I picked up Julio. Obviously, he is a beast when it comes to yardage. Um, I was ecstatic I was able to get these two. And that brings me to my third wide receiver, which I have at my flex position. I got Mike Evans. Mike Evans is amazing. He's so underrated. No one talks about him because you've got OBJ, you've got Julio, you've got Hop. Mike Evans is a top-five receiver. There's no doubt about it. He is a massive receiver. I think he's 6'4". He's big. He's got great hands. Um, A lot of people think he was the reason that Manziel was able to succeed in college because he was throwing to such a monster of a receiver. I think he's going to be – I mean, what else do the Buccaneers have? They have nothing else. Aside from O.J. Howard. Um, Chris Godwin. I think he's going to be – Chris Godwin. Yeah, they got too. Chris Godwin too. Um, But I think he's going to be their main scorer. I don't think anybody else is going to catch as many touchdowns as him. Unless, barring an injury, I think that Mike Evans is going to be incredible. And I think he's going to get me a lot of points. Now to my tight end, I got George Kittle. Obviously kind of came onto the scene out of nowhere last year. uh, Broke a record for yardage for a tight end along with Zach Ertz. Um I think George Kittle's going to be amazing this year because they don't really have a number one receiver down in uh, San Francisco. You've got Marquise Goodwin. You've got Dante Pettis. I think George Kittle's still your number one option to throw to.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think I think your George Kittle pick was kind of kind of interesting. I mean, it's kind of mm-hmm. like Patrick Mahomes, uh, just tight end version. Uh, yeah, I mean, if people can figure
0: him out, that's why I'll talk about my bench in a little bit. That's why I picked up a backup just in case. I always pick up backups that are always very good so that if something happens, they figure them out, I'm able to take him out. Yeah. So now I'm going to move on to my defense I picked. I probably picked them way too high. I picked the Rams defense. I had this defense last year for the number one reason. They score a lot. They may not be the best defense as far as ranked. I think they're the best defense. They have Aaron Donald, but this team scores a lot. Um, special teams, they've got it all. We saw in the Kansas City game, that was the most points defense has ever scored for me. Um, they've got Cam coming off the edge. This team, they've got Dante Fowler. I mean, the list goes on and on. They lost their starting safety, but I think they'll be able to make up for that. This team's going to be exciting to watch this year, and I think they're going to be able to score a lot just like they were last year. And then at kicker, I went with Justin Tucker. I don't think there's any debate about him being the best kicker in the league. He's done it for so long. He's such
2: a good kicker. Whoa. Dylan's gone, dude. (laughs) Dude, I think he just straight up left. Huh. that's... What's Wait, he's back.
0: <laughs> okay, we'll edit this out. Dylan, you there?
1: Yeah, I got cut off or something.
0: Yeah, I'll, okay. I'll edit that out, don't worry. Okay, so Justin Tucker, I don't think there's any debate. In my opinion, he's the best kicker in the NFL. He scores a lot. Obviously, we've talked about Lamar Jackson not being able to put it in the end zone. They're going to kick a lot of field goals. I think Justin Tucker's always a solid pick. I've never had another kicker.
2: That's... Interesting. I didn't even know we were going to talk about kickers, but, I mean, hey. What we well,
0: about? I'm just going down the list of my lineup. So, now I'll read my bench off real quick. I got Derrick Henry, Tariq Cohen, Baker Mayfield, the Saints defense, Calvin Rig- Ridley, and Eric Ebron. Those are just solid backups that, I mean, we talked about Derrick Henry being streaky. Maybe if I see a team that doesn't have a great run defense, I can switch them out because Derrick Henry is capable of putting up 238 yards in a single game. Um, so, that's my team. I think that, personal advice, I think I'm going to win the league
2: um i'm excited to to see us play yeah we'll see so uh we'll see aiden you go next all right um i don't have my team written down i just kind of memorized it but i'll do my best <laughs> uh you know I, okay these are not in any particular order um at quarterback i took patrick Mahomes. you know there's not really much else to say i mean he's just a stud mm-hmm. i mean of course we've only seen one year out of him i said this a lot last episode we need to see mm-hmm. more no we don't actually but whatever um <laughs> And then, you know, at my two running backs, I took Saquon Barkley with the first overall pick, actually. Uh, I think he's one of the best backs in the league. I think he's going to be overused in a good way this year. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I think he's going to rack up points. And then I got – Especially
0: with that receiving core out for the Giants.
2: Oh, yeah. We'll we'll touch on that maybe towards the end just because, Mm -hmm. I mean, we always got to give a little bit of a – kind of like a prayer to the New York Giants <laughs> yeah they are just so awful but I mean my my next running back is a little questionable I took Joe Mixon I don't really know how I feel about Joe Mixon I've never really watched him really I'm not even gonna lie uh mm-hmm. but I mean I saw him in Oklahoma but that's something uh he, he's really good I looked at his numbers uh he's an absolute stud he's Pretty much the only bright spot on that Bengals offense now because A.J. Green is hurt. Um, And Andy Dalton is, you know, whatever. But uh, (laughs) at wide receiver, uh, I have Michael Thomas and I have Devontae Adams. Uh, Two guys are studs. I mean, I don't really know what's going on with Michael Thomas. Apparently he's, like, holding out or something. Um, But, I mean, Devontae Adams is so good. I mean, I saw him uh, with Derek Carr at Fresno State. He was an absolute stud. Like, I, I never watched a guy absolutely dominate an entire conference like Devontae Adams. Um, and then, you know, just coming into the league with Aaron Rodgers, I mean, he's, he's a stud. Um, mm-hmm. And then at tight end, I took Zach Ertz. He, he's a beast. I mean, he, he's, he's been really good, you know, pretty much his whole career. Uh, he's got Carson Wentz back now. Uh, we'll have to see what Carson Wentz can do, but, um, you know, Zach Ertz is a stud. Uh, I can't quite remember who's at my flex, so we'll move on to defense. Um, (laughs) I took the bears defense. I love the bears defense. That's a good pick. Um,
0: that's a very good pick.
2: You know, Khalil Mack, just an absolute stud. Uh, you got guys like Eddie Goldman also on the defensive line, Akeem Hicks, uh, in the secondary, you got Kyle Fuller, Uh, Eddie Jackson, I mean, it's just – it's incredible. you got Roquan Smith, Danny Trevathan. Uh, This defense is really good. Leonard Floyd. Leonard Floyd, yeah, he's a sleeper. I don't like him that much because he played for Georgia, but uh, he's very good. Um, You know, the Bears' defense is just incredible. Uh, You know, Khalil Mack can single-handedly take over a game like we saw week one last year, but, uh, you know, we'll have to see um and then at kicker i got will lutz i mean he's just he's reliable uh, mm. he's he's very he doesn't have the strongest leg uh he he he's he's capable of hitting some some pretty some deep ones but mainly his main touch is accuracy uh mm. I, I i really like will lutz and i'm i'm really happy with that pick and i Honestly, I don't remember my bench that much. I uh, just, don't worry about it. I you. just sure that I took Aaron Rodgers too. So if anybody wants to trade for him, you feel free. <laughs> <laughs>
0: There's still we got Cam Newton and we still got Cam Newton on the uh, waiver wire. There's so many good
2: players, There's dude. I waiver literally have Patrick-, Patrick Mahomes and Aaron Rodgers on my team. I don't know what to do. Honestly, I mean, anybody <laughs> wants them, I got. <laughs> so
1: So uh, my quarterback was Matt Ryan, who I did not know this at the time. <laughs> But he was the second-rated quarterback in fantasy last year. That, mm-hmm. He had yeah. he was a hundred yards short of five thousand, which I didn't realize. He put on a, a pretty good season I, that no one really took notice to. Mm-hmm. Um, my two running backs are, in my opinion, the second and third best fantasy running backs. Uh, Christian McCaffrey being the first one and Alvin Kamara being the second. You, okay, you got
2: you got loaded at running back. I'm not even going to lie.
1: Yeah, McCaffrey, who's just reception beast, he'll get you a ton of fantasy points for that, for the yardage, for receiving, and also rushing. And the same goes with Kamara. They're very similar players. And we'll see. Maybe Kamara will get more touches with Ingram gone. Maybe he won't be as good, but he does have a ton of upside there.
2: Mm-hmm. Um. Solid, I At
1: receivers, I got Antonio and Juju. Dang. Ironically. And, <laughs> uh, Antonio's a bit of a gamble. You don't really know what he's going to do with Derek Carr, who hasn't really made a receiver good in his career yet. Sorry, just a little,
2: just a little reminder here. I think Derek Carr is trash. All right, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> I agree with that. I don't, I don't think it's like
1: mm-hmm. uh, such a coincidence that Amari Cooper does terrible with him but goes off in Dallas. <laughs> With Yeah, Dak. yeah like yeah. I don't I don't get it. So hopefully Antonio Brown will prove me wrong. I still think he's a top three skilled receiver in the league.
2: Best route runner.
1: Just, yeah, just ability to get open all the time, even being doubled. Like you can't really stop him. And then um wide receiver number two, Juju. I kind of don't like Juju going into into the year. Um I think he's gonna get doubled a lot and I don't think he's gonna know how to handle it. Yeah. Um true. but he does have a ton of upside being wide receiver one now with Ben. Uh at tight end I got best tight end in the league in my opinion, Travis Kelsey. Okay, yeah. I no, won't argue. We that. that.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um with Tyree Kill, you know, he's kind of on and off this off season. Uh and Kareem Hunt officially gone. Travis Kelsey's gonna get a ton of catches and yeah. He he did so last year best-ranked fantasy from last year. Hold on, I'll wait. say,
0: if Tyreek isn't suspended, you are in for a monster season. I had him as my number one receiver last year. He had that game. The, remember the game against the Chargers, the first game? He had a punt return touchdown. He caught two touch. I mean, he goes off when he's healthy. I didn't tell
2: Suspension. I mean, like, whoever took Tyreek Hill, call out. Is he available?
1: Oh, I have Tyreek Hill.
2: Oh, okay. Yes. I was never gonna take him because I hate Tyreek Hill because of the things that he's done. But, um, I I yeah, I, just, I couldn't live with that guy being on my team. But I mean, that's that's a topic for another day. Mm. I mean, I wish well for every player in the NFL except for Tyreek Hill. But yeah. <laughs> I just, I mean, Shoot. I don't mean like extreme. I mean like. I just – I don't think he should be playing anymore because what he did was terrible. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, it makes no sense that he doesn't get anything, but uh, David Irvin smokes a little weed and is gone for who knows yeah. however long. He's for the Tuncle, entire season.
2: I don't really get absolutely blows yeah. into a gas mask, and he's taken in the first round. Like, yeah. just puffing, dude. But yeah. you know, whatever. Yeah. I mean – I'm happy with that. Roger Goodell can do whatever he wants.
1: Yeah, it, the I punishments in the true. NFL right now are so confusing.
0: Yeah, tiring. Well, the, when the lockout happens, we'll, that'll all
1: yeah. get missed, I guess. We'll have
2: to see, though.
1: Um, at Flex, I got uh, David Johnson or Leonard Fournette. It's going to be depending on the health of Leonard Fournette and uh, the defense. David Johnson, I want to mm-hmm. see how he does with Kyler being a mobile quarterback. I want to see uh, how Cliff's system's going to be. In the NFL, it's going to be interesting. I want to see how he does. Um, uh, for defense, I got Vikings, who were the fifth best last year. They've still got Xavier. They've still got uh, Harrison Smith. Anthony Barr re-signed. Their D-line is stacked. I'm
2: sad. Crazy defense. I'm sad about Anthony <laughs> Barr. Uh uh, yeah, hey, you got yeah Anthony yeah, Barr's like, line. all right, I'll sign with y'all. No, I'm just kidding. I'll just go on back to my old team. like
1: <laughs> I, I was I, so I, happy I, when I, I was saw that.
2: that day, so that's fine.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, kicker, I got Greg the leg. Although he was hurt for like most of the year last year, he still ended up 12th best kicker. He's just so good in fantasy. Hits like 50 art field goals every single mm-hmm. week. Just racks up those points.
2: In the NFC title, shout-out to uh, Saints fans.
1: <laughs> uh, my bench, I got Fournette, T.Y. Hilton, Adam Thielen, who I think is a very slept-on receiver. I think he's top ten. Uh, Marlon Mack, Carrion Johnson, Robert Woods, and Philip Lindsay. So I think, like – That's a lot bench, of running
0: backs. Yeah, he my might bench need to
1: is kind of – you know, the running backs are a lot. But Leonard Fournette, Philip Lindsey – Coming off injuries, um, you know you don't know how David Johnson's going to do. Mm-hmm. Marlon Max up in the air, so you know it's all good.
2: Drop Philip Lindsay, get uh, Mike Gasicki. I mean, <laughs> what, what, are, what are we thinking here?
1: <laughs> I should start Gasicki over Kelsey.
2: Yeah, uh, definitely. What, def- what definitely could
0: <laughs> just, be- just drop Kelsey down to the waiver wire. Yeah, I'll, I'll take that. care of him. Yeah, we'll, we'll
2: we'll take care of that for you. Don't worry about <laughs> it.
0: All right, guys, so sorry about that. Uh, Dylan will not be joining us for the rest of this recording. Had some technical issues. We wish him nothing but the best in the future. Um, So let's continue on with the top five worst draft picks of each of our teams since 2000. So I'll start with me. For me, obviously, since 2000 is not a problem because my team's only been around since 2002. Um, So number five, this is going to shock pretty much everyone in here. I got Jadavion Clowney when we took Jadavion Clowney wow. first over on 2014. Wow. Now the reason I have him here, we passed on Aaron Donald and Khalil Mack. Can you imagine a front seven with Aaron Donald or Khalil Mack next to JJ Watt? What that would look like.
2: That's true. I can't I can't actually imagine that. So. Yeah, I know.
0: It's scary to think about. So I'm very disappointed. I wanted Khalil Mack to mistake first of all that hit he had against or South Carolina uh, uh, is so out everyone saw him. oh my gosh, this guy's incredible uh, I heard Bill O'Brien describe it as pro day he couldn't walk on water, and that's about the only thing he couldn't do um, I was not very high on Clowney. obviously, I love j d here, but I think it's a bad In
2: my, i mean I. I'm a South Carolina Gamecock fan. I love mm-hmm. Damian Clowney. And I watched that game against Michigan where he blew his helmet yeah. off. And, mm-hmm. I mean, I love the guy. But I'm with you. I mean, he, he he's not Aaron Donald. He's not Khalil Mack. Um, he's not what everybody thought he was going to be. I mean, people had Hall of Fame written on this guy's name when he was getting drafted.
0: Don't get me wrong. He is a 5 ropper But that's... Championships will get you. He can't do that well.
2: Yeah, he's he's really a one-sided defensive player. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's only a run stuffer I mean, stopping the run is important, but it's not gonna It's not gonna change the game for you. I mean, mm-hmm. I love Jadavion Clowney. I can't express that enough. He's incredible. Uh, shout out to my man Jadavion Clowney. Uh, but mm-hmm. I mean. I I was a little shocked when you when you said his name at 5 but I mean you really justified it. He really he really isn't what those top 2 guys are in Aaron Donald and Khalil Mack. Um uh, and he he had superstar potential and he's not quite a superstar.
0: Now, I will say we didn't take and we did in this draft but cuz we were back as well. But um Clowney just in my opinion, he hasn't really panned out. He's underperformed. Um, everyone was thinking he was the next JJ. He really hasn't been that um him at five. I had another offensive lineman, sixteenth of 2000. But he's a super nice guy. Obviously, he went to the Chargers after us, but he only had three sacks his tenure with us. He wasn't that good. He was kind of a bust for the sixteenth overall pick. He was a big disappointment. Um obviously
2: goal. But this year the pick was I'm not even gonna lie, I didn't even hear the name that you said.
0: He is a defensive end. I don't remember what college he went to. Uh Travis Johnson was a defensive end. We took sixteenth overall in two thousand ten. Only
2: this guy, but not good at all. Okay, Travis Johnson. All right, I Mm -hmm. I actually never saw him play. Um, Mm -hmm. That that probably can tell you that. I mean, I never (laughs) saw him play. Uh, You know, Houston has not had a long history of drafts because they've been around since 2002. I'm sure you'll get to David Carr in a second, but –
0: Unfortunately, no, I don't have him on this list. And I know that's surprising, but the next three names will probably explain that. All right. I well. don't think David Carr was that. I So I'll get into that in a little bit real quick. I don't think David Carr was that bad for us. He was dealing with an offensive line that was probably one of the worst ever. Uh, we were a new team. He won us our first ever game against the Cowboys. I don't think he was that bad. A lot of people think he was terrible and he was the worst pick ever. I agree we should have taken Julius Pepper that year. Uh, peppers that year I think there's no question about that he was the best player in that draft but um I don't think he was that bad if I'm being completely honest I think he was pretty decent for what he had at his arsenal at that point his rookie year he didn't have Andre Johnson it was just him so that's why I don't have him on the list so next I'm going to go to a Moby Akoye I think I'm saying that last name right we took him 10th overall back in 2007 the interesting story with this guy is that we took him at 19 years old. He's one of the youngest players ever to be drafted into the NFL. He had only played one year of college. I don't remember exactly what the story is with him of why he was able to come out as early as he was, but we took him 10th overall in 2007. He was terrible. He had 16 sacks, pretty decent, but he just was terrible. He never lived up to the hype, um, was a first-round pick. He really under- underperformed, and he was out. He wasn't even on the team three years later. So, I mm. like I said – We've struck gold on one defensive end. We've taken our entire – just the existence of this team. Uh, And this was another one that was a bust. He was 19 when we took him. I don't know why we took him if he was 19 at the time, but we did. He didn't develop like we thought, and he was out of the league three years later.
2: Yeah, I mean, the age can really send concerns to a team, and that's Mm -hmm. honestly what I thought with Darnold. But, Mm -hmm. I mean, I – I, I mean 19 I've actually never heard of a guy being drafted at 19 years old uh, mm-hmm. I mean Darnold was drafted at 20 but I and then he turned 21 like a month later so I mean yeah I, this kid I, was I, young I've never even heard of anything like that so I, I yeah I'm actually shocked I mean Like, was he good, like, at all? I mean, I didn't watch Texans He was –
0: he was – okay, for us, like I said, in his entire tenure there, he played three years, had 16 sacks, so that's pretty decent. But I put him above Travis Johnson and Clowney because he was so young and we had such high expectations of, oh, this kid's going to develop and he's going to be incredible, and he wasn't. He just never panned out. He never developed. He stayed exactly where he was, and it's not like the NBA. The NBA, every single rookie is 18 or 19. It's not like that in football. They need those years of college to develop. That's why I, I, he just never panned out for me, or when I look at it.
2: Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I, I don't even know who he is, so there you
0: go. <laughs> okay, so now I'm sure y'all two are gonna know this name. Number two, I have Tom Savage taken in the fourth round so, of twenty fourteen yes, draft. Sir. Okay. This is the worst quarterback we've ever taken. He beats Derek or David Carr by a long shot. It's not even close. I was ecstatic when we got this guy. This was Bill O'Brien's first draft. I was ecstatic that we finally got a quarterback that was decent. He played really well in the preseason. I remember against the Broncos, he lit it up. In the regular season, though, he did nothing. I mean, I cannot describe how bad this man was. He was almost on Nathan Peterman's level. He never did anything well. Uh, He was a backup for his entire career. He started once Deshaun got hurt last year or two years ago maybe even matter because this dude just could not throw the ball. He would throw the ball and there would be no one there. Number one receiver like Hopkins and Fuller on the other side, there's no excuse. Obviously Fuller was dealing with some injury concerns, but still to go from to one of the worst records in the world. they only won one game with Tom Savage that year. Tom Savage was terrible. I was ecstatic when we cut him. I'm glad he's gone. Wish him the best, but man, he was bad.
2: Yeah, I mean, I I am interested in Tom Savage for, for reasons. Mm-hmm. Tom Savage, according to Pro Football Focus, has a higher deep ball passing rate than Deshaun Watson, but I'm not going to talk about <laughs> that. Um, but Take Hopkins away. There's no way he has that. Yeah, I mean, so, okay. I'm not making excuses. Tom yeah. Savage is horrible, but – I mean, at least the Texans have AJ McCarron now. Uh back up yeah, I'm
0: happy about that.
2: Yeah, I mean worst comes worst if Deshaun gets hurt. You got AJ McCarron <laughs> who is a stud at Alabama. Yeah. So um so yeah, Tom Savage is trash. Uh pro football focus doesn't tell you everything. He's not <laughs> better than Deshaun Watson. Is I mean, I don't know, but Tom Savage is awful. Uh i i i mean even in the fourth round putting him at number two that's reasonable like yeah. if he was taken in the first round, starting quarterback
0: it it he that just it irritates me thinking about it
2: yeah um, it's it's literally exactly like like nathan peterman like i just mm-hmm. was...
0: <laughs> and his teammate or not his teammate but I'll is c j Fedorowicz for two years Concussions. That was last year. He was our number one tight end. That's why the tight end situation is the way it is now. Fedorowicz was on his way to make several Pro, pro Bowls. He was huge. He was 6'7". He was a great pass catcher, great blocker. I didn't put him here because he was so good for the time he was. But, unfortunately, and, um, oh, God, the reason that – up to those two and they'd make um, it's unfortunate he had to retire why we're in the tight end situation we're in now but I didn't put him on the list because he was so now, I think pretty much this is pretty Kevin Johnson 16th overall in he did nothing I don't remember Gruden Grinder his rookie year I don't remember – he played three seasons with – or anything. He was either hurt or just not a factor in the the defense. Jackson outplayed him for the two starting spots. He's right in in the – couldn't do it. I'm just – we brought him in to come – he could never – he was always injured. I'm putting – because I don't – he didn't do anything.
2: Yeah. Kevin Johnson is trash. I mean, that's really all I have to say. <laughs> uh,
0: he went. To, he went to the. Uh, he's currently with the Bills. Um, aside from, I can say, he's the worst first round draft pick. I'm. He he did play like a. It was a very disappointing for us that year. Um, so that that's what I have there. So let's Aiden, let's hear what you
2: have. All right. As you guys very well know, I am a New York Jets fan, uh, sadly. Um, but uh, the, these draft picks are going to make the Jets sound even more terrible. All right. Um, we're starting at number five. You guys knew this was coming. I love Mark Sanchez, but it's Mark Sanchez. <laughs> and I wouldn't put him on here if he wasn't taken in the top ten. But, yeah. But this guy yeah. was taken in the top five. His career stats for you: eighty-six touchdowns, eighty-six interceptions,
0: <laughs> yeah.
2: fifteen thousand yards, fifteen thousand. He was in the league for ten years.
1: Yeah, that's crazy.
2: He was a starter with us. He led us. He didn't lead us. He took he. He was on the team when we made two AFC championships. Um, his career completion percentage. It's appalling, fifty six point seven. This guy is garbage. I love Mark Sanchez, but he's just whatever. Okay, I'm moving the
0: sad on. thing about him is, no matter how many championships he could have won, there is one thing he'll always be remembered the butt yep. fumble.
1: Nothing that was, else. That was the greatest no. night of my life. I
0: else will kill him for anything else.
2: I mean, I like, wanted to ball my eyes out when I saw that for the very first <laughs> time. I mean, I was, I don't even know how old, so I don't even know if I was watching the game, but I just, oh my goodness. I, I just, I can't even, I can't even express how bad I feel for Mark Sanchez. Um, moving on to number four, we're going to talk about Quentin Copels. Quentin Copels oh, is yeah. just he's bad. He went to North Carolina basketball school. that's all I have to say. His <laughs> career his career he had sixteen and a half sacks, and he was drafted in 2012 with the 16th overall pick. We're just going to talk about 16th overall picks. Um, <laughs> I mean, Quentin Coples is trash. Uh, he never did anything with us um, he's He's just not good. he's very underwhelming for a first round pick. He's just not good. On to number three. I almost put him at number one, honestly. It's Kyle Wilson. 29th overall pick in 2010. 2010. This is nine years ago. He has four career interceptions. Four. He is terrible. I know he had a short stint with the Bears, but he's out of the league now. He's so bad. I mean – Moving on to number two, it's even worse. It's D. Milliner. Oh, I knew this was coming. I thought that'd be one for you. He was the ninth overall pick in 2013. The ninth overall pick. Now that that draft was kind of weird because the first two picks were like the worst I've ever seen in Eric Fisher and Luke Jokel. But <laughs> like D. Milliner in his career, even worse. Three interceptions. And this is even more crazy. He's played eight games since 2014. Wow. And he is just, I don't. that's just the most useless draft pick I've ever seen in my entire life, and I am a sad boy. Moving on <laughs> to number one. You guys might not even know this name. It's Vernon Golston. Uh, he was the sixth overall pick in 2009. Sixth overall pick. In his career, he had zero sacks, <laughs> and he was an outside linebacker. He was an edge rusher. Wow. He had 42 total tackles and zero sacks. I can't think Man. of a first sixth overall pick. we we'll to see what <laughs> Daniel Jones can do. But I can't <laughs> think of a first sixth overall pick. No sacks. He is an edge rusher. I I I'm I I'm gonna lose my mind talking about this guy. I'm all right, Jonah. Let's hear it from you.
1: Okay, so uh, after hearing the Jets, the Dolphins don't seem as bad, but uh, <laughs> still pretty bad. <laughs> um, number five. I was debating on whether I should put this in the top five or not, but it's Charles Harris. Um, drafted 2017, 22nd overall. I had really high hopes for him. In the two seasons he's played, he's racked up only three three career sacks. Yeah. Um, we could have had Tredavious White, TJ Watt, Juju, Kamara, all picked within like 15 picks after us. So I And we needed a running back and we needed a linebacker and wide receiver. We needed a lot at that point, and we still took Charles Harris, who hasn't panned out.
2: Yeah, Charles Harris at Missouri I didn't even think was very good. I mean, he was okay, but he wasn't that good. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he was like, he was on an irrelevant SEC team, and he didn't really even do very well. I didn't really know why he was taken in the first round. Yeah, uh, but I mean, he could he could be worse. I'm gonna say that. Yeah, that, he could that is definitely true. be worse. He's not that bad.
0: I'm gonna guess, Jonah. You have been on just. I have um, another what? another defense. Jordan. I'm just guessing. yeah yeah of course.
1: Jordan. <laughs> of yep. course. um, I'll go to number four uh for number four, it's Jason Allen. I doubt you guys have heard of him, drafted two thousand and six, and funny enough, he was the sixteenth overall <laughs> um he was so bad, he had five interceptions in his four years with us Wow <laughs> um, we oh. could have had these were the picks like five to ten picks after us. Uh, Cromartie, Tom Bahal Lee, and Jonathan Joseph.
0: Oh, my goodness.
1: Jason Allen <laughs> was a defensive back, and we so, chose him over Cromartie and Joseph.
2: So, what I'm hearing is he's like Kyle Wilson bad. <laughs> he's <laughs> like <laughs> Pete Milliner bad.
1: Yes, he's really bad.
2: Okay, that's, okay, that's all I am And
1: I'm he, we do. passed on many, many good defensive backs.
2: That's, wow. And we're talking Antonio Cromartie, right? Yeah. Yes. Oh, my goodness, dude.
0: Who holds yeah. the
2: one of the records for most interceptions in a game? This yep. man
0: had more interceptions than he had. This <laughs> is since...
2: so sad. Kyle Wilson and D. Milliner combined. I mean, just I'm not okay. I'm done with I'm done with Kyle Wilson and D. Milliner. All right, let's move on. Right, number um, three. Number,
1: number three. I was debating on whether to put him one or two, but it is Dion Jordan from 2013. Ooh, great. Yeah, uh, he was drafted third overall. We traded up on draft night, traded a 12th and the 42nd pick to trade wow. up to number three. I I was so hyped watching that <laughs> I, I remember when he got drafted, the, like mm-hmm. I thought he was going to be one of the best pass rushers in the NFL. And then he got suspended for the whole season like a year after, and he kept getting suspended for a few games at a time. And uh, what sucked like. Many multiple time pro bowlers that were taken after him Lane Johnson, DeAndre Hopkins, Xavier Rhodes, Desmond Trufant, Zach Ertz, Darius Slay, Travis Frederick. Like, I can go on for so long.
2: Yeah, it's just suck. What what I see from that 2013 draft in the top three is non existent. I mean, like Mm -hmm. Eric Fisher, Luke Jokel, and Deion Jordan. That's got to be the worst top three in NFL history.
0: of the Seahawks.
2: Yeah, I, he I, might, mean, I was going to say that. He, he yeah, might end up
0: he, starting this year.
2: He's not bad with the Seahawks. It's just like, I mean, uh, I'm, I'm, just, I'm not going to talk about Eric Fisher, Eric Fisher and Luke Joker. I have to keep away from different players. Deion Jordan is not bad in Seattle. Um, no, he's not. It's very unfortunate for the Dolphins, though. I mean, I feel for you guys. I mean, he was just trash with y'all. Yeah,
1: he couldn't get anything well, going.
0: I mean, when he was drafted, I didn't know as much as I do now, but I remember every single year he's been suspended. He's been suspended. He's been suspended. It was every single year there was something wrong.
1: Yeah. And he he did get some playing time with us. He played his first two years almost fully. He played 26 career games in those two years, mm-hmm. but he only got three sacks. And and, yeah. and it wasn't like he was on the bench the whole time. Like, he was getting a lot of reps. Mm -hmm. and he still couldn't get anything going. And then all of a sudden, he changes his career in Seattle for some reason that annoys me, but, you know. Yeah, no, it's totally
2: understandable. I feel where you're coming from. I mean, we drafted Vernon Golsan, so I know where you're coming from. (laughs)
1: Yeah, that's true. Uh, Number two, you guys have probably never heard of him either, Uh, Jamar Fletcher. He was a defensive end we took in 2001. He was drafted 26th overall. He... The reason why he's second on my list is because we we had a lot of news come like a lot of hype coming into that draft that we were taking Drew Brees, and when he was available to us at twenty six, we were like, "Oh, we're gonna take him," and then we take Jamar Fletcher, (laughs) and then Drew Brees is a Hall of Famer. Exactly. (laughs) We we missed out on such a good future for Jamar Fletcher.
2: But okay, here's something I know about the Dolphins. This is one of the only main things I know about the Dolphins. Like this is crazy to me. The Dolphins had a chance to draft Drew Brees and they mm-hmm. didn't. They had yeah. a chance to sign Drew exactly, Brees, and they didn't because Drew Brees had a shoulder injury in San Diego. Yep, and they didn't know if they should sign him. And I thought it's it was just bizarre because Drew Brees sends talent to New Orleans and won a Super Bowl. Yeah, we well, and with the Dante thing,
1: Culpeper.
0: yeah, the thing with um the Dolphins is still. So, Y'all are still trying to – the fact that Dan, Dan Marino retired. Yeah. Since Dan Marino left.
1: Yeah, it is. It's really sad that we
2: haven't had <laughs> anyone
1: since the 90s.
2: Well, I mean, I'll give y'all credit. Chad Pennington was okay. Yeah, he was all right. I mean, but we both feel that. Uh, Chad Pennington, best quarterback since uh, Dan Marino. And for us, it's Chad Pennington was the best quarterback since Joe Namath.
1: Yep, we have very similar We have
2: very similar quarterback situations, I feel like.
1: (laughs) Yeah, hopefully Rosen changes that, but I don't know at this point.
2: Yeah, I mean, yeah, we'll have to see. It's
1: too early to tell. Uh, And number one at the list is Ted Ginn. Um, Ooh, ooh, that's a
2: tough one.
1: Yeah, we drafted him in 2007. Very high hopes. He was so good in college, like really, really good. We drafted him ninth overall. And then three years later, we traded him for a fifth-round pick. Okay,
2: now I know where you're coming from. (laughs)
1: Yeah. He had such high hopes in Miami. The whole fan base was just, like, crazy that we drafted him. And it just sucks that he never did anything. He had 1,500 yards in three seasons with us, which doesn't sound bad, but it's bad for his expectations and for the compensation we got after drafting him three years later.
0: Yeah, he was a really good return man. He was insane return yeah, man. Yep.
2: Yeah. And he, here's the thing, all right? It's it's the Damon Harrison situation. So mm. Damon Harrison was loved in New York. He played for the Jets. He played for the Giants. He was one of the best nose tackles in the NFL, if not the best.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: All right, so we're gonna ship him off to Detroit for a fifth round pick. Yeah. What in the world? Like, what logic is oh my goodness. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean Ted Ginn is a stud, even at like 33, he's not even that bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, he's still doing pretty well. I mean, like, he plays a role in New Orleans.
1: Yeah, no, he's definitely, he's he's way better in New Orleans and how he was in Carolina than he was with Miami. Yeah, it's I mean...
2: Just... But I wouldn't expect him to do that. Yeah, yeah but I, I mean, I, I love the way you justified it, though. I think the trading away for a what was that? Fifth round pick. Yeah, fifth. I mean that's just.
1: And also, Dude. we could have we could have had Patrick Willis or Darrell Revis taking a few picks later.
2: Oh, Patrick Willis yeah. and Darrell Revis, that is harsh, man.
1: Yeah, it's pretty tough.
2: All right, so now we're leaving. Gonna...
0: Course, I'll start Ooh. since I'm taking two. Uh, I'll be taking Dylan's part, obviously. So I'll start off with the AFC South, like always, the home of my Houston Texans. I think y'all know where I'm going with this. giving my guys an A-plus. Just based off of Hopkins, look at Hopkins, 72 yards, um, 11 touchdowns. You can't really argue with that. That's just unbelievable. Um, obviously, Hopkins is a – I think he's the best receiver in football. Will Fuller, it infuriates me when people say that he is a bust. Will Fuller is not a bust. Will Fuller just. When Will Fuller is obviously a wide receiver on this, he does some incredible. The top off of a deep. Problem. I wanted Corey Coleman in this draft. I'm so happy we didn't take him. Um. <laughs> So, I, I mean, I thought Corey Coleman was incredible at Baylor, but we ended up with Will Fuller. Had a horrible – fixed all that. He's an unbelievable receiver. He obviously got – Dolphins. that was stupid. Your safety pushed him, but it is <laughs> what it is. Uh, Torres ACL was done for the year. He's back at full strength. Watching training camp live, I think he looks incredible. He's going to be great. And Kiki QT – had a issue, but I don't know if y'all he had. It was something ridiculous that I've never picked. Unbelievable. He's going to be a legit slot receiver for us this year. We also have DeAndre Carter. Um, he's a guy that was on the Eagles. He's a pretty decent re- uh, receiver. He's very small at five eight. He still will be able to stretch the field. He's a four three guy. Run, run back kicks. Absolutely. And is Floyd Allen. This demon has got something to prove. I'm giving these guys an A plus.
2: The Texans an A plus. I I knew there was going to be something in the A's. I didn't think A plus. Um, I know DeAndre Hopkins is the best receiver in the league. I think we can all mutually agree on that. Um, but as Jonah breaks into silence, um, I I
1: saw Julio.
2: <laughs> okay, um, I was just. I was just messing with you. All right, but <laughs> I think Will Fuller is very good. Uh, he's super fast. Um, mm-hmm. but I just I think to have an A plus receiver core, there's got to be like a lot of depth. Mm. Um, uh-huh. I, mean, I I understand I understand what what you're saying though. I mean, it's a solid group of guys. I'm not saying that the Texans uh, receiver core. Like, I'm not saying, no, they shouldn't be an A+. plus. I'm saying – No,
0: I'm, I understand.
2: Yeah. I mean, just – it's a good core. I'm, I'm honestly in the clouds with it. I don't know where to put the Texans receiver core because it's so hot and cold. And yeah. mind
0: you, we'll – Yes, you've got DeAndre Hopkins, but without – It's totally changed. Fuller is a guy Field catches wide open – Used to be all he would do. He's our number one red zone. Player. Obviously, Hop is pretty good when you throw a lob up to him, but he's very good at running out routes and slant routes. think okay. a slant route, having the linebacker on him, linebacker when he's speed—that's obvious. So Deshaun plays really well with him. If everyone stays healthy, Kiki plays, Fuller is able to stay healthy. A plus, I'll put them in the lower A's if Fuller gets hurt. Obviously, I'm going to keep them in the A's just because they have Hop, and that he didn't main tight That's going to change. That I just have them A plus. All right. Well,
2: I'll, I'll I'll give you credit though. I'm not I'm not mm-hmm. saying no. They're not an A plus. But
0: okay. So now them. I'm going to go to the Colts. I'm going to give them an A. Now I know it's a little surprising to have them worse than the Texans. It's okay. I have never seen anyone lost so much against this guy. Will have stats and then go out a 200 yard game against the Texans. It's unbelievable. We don't. And what frustrates me is he's not that fast. He's just slippery. Never, no one's able to catch him. He catches everything. It's infuriating to watch. They just have to terrifies me to think about. This guy ran one of the fastest in the combine. Don't have a just out of Devin punches. This Colts team is very good, and that's the only thing that scares me in the AFC South. This Colts team is very good. Ty Hilton, he's a top fifteen receiver for me. I'm not going to take him ahead of Julio, Mike Evans, uh Hey Adams, Adam, him ahead of any of those guys, but Hotter is a slot receiver that can do a lot of.
2: Yeah, I mean, the the Colts they're they're weird because they have mm-hmm. a lot of good tight ends as well. Uh, you know, you got Eric Ebron and
0: you got Eric. I didn't know to put him on the the uh, receiving core. Ebron had no to put him on the receiver core.
2: Yeah, I mean, Eric Ebron and Jack Doyle, That's I think that's probably the best tight end duo in the league. Um, but I could be wrong. I mean, the Colts are just such a weird team to me. I love that Andrew Luck came back healthy and performed. I love that because, I mean, I was praying for him for years because he, he just could not stay healthy. And then, mm. like, he, like I don't know I just I felt really bad for the Colts because I've never seen a quarterback as highly valued for a team as Andrew Luck is to the Colts. Yeah. And I I love I love that he's back. I'm just so shaky with the Colts uh wide receivers. I'm not shaky with their tight ends or their offensive line. Mm-hmm. But their offensive line is phenomenal. Uh but uh th- their wide receivers are interesting. T.Y. Hilton, I don't know how I feel about T.Y. Hilton. I think he's okay. I don't think he's extremely talented. Um, and Devin Funches was good in Carolina. Wasn't great. Uh, he's going to be a good addition. Uh, and Paris Campbell's really fast. That's really it. I didn't really mm-hmm. – I wasn't really wowed by his hands. Uh, but – He I mean, doesn't have to – but that's the thing with him. He doesn't have to have great hands because he's going to be wide open. That's the thing of using him for. Yeah. And that, that was kind of the thing with Tyree kill. Now Tyree kill of course has better hands than Paris Campbell, but I mean, I may eat my words on that one, but I mean, Mm -hmm. I think, I think they have a good balance because Devin Funches is huge. Mm -hmm. uh, And T Y Hilton is, you know, he's kind of in the middle. uh, But Paris Campbell is going to be a small speedy guy that can really get some separation. Uh, I really just need to see it from the Colts.
0: Well, and for me, from personal experience, I watched this team twice. Well, I, I watch this team very closely because um, they always usually get the best of us, unfortunately. But T.Y. has just been so good against us for so long, and we don't have bad cornerbacks. We had Kareem Jackson. We've had Jonathan Joseph. No, we've even had Tyron Matthew. No one can cover this guy. And that's what frustrates me. He always has good numbers. I thought this secondary was and he still torched us for 102 touchdowns. Mm -hmm. So, just from personal experience, that's why I have them so high. T.Y. is so good against us, um, and I have to respect him for that. So, now I'm going to go to the Jaguars and the Titans. I'm going to do them at the same time. I'm giving them both a D. There's no real number one receiver on either team. The Titans, Corey Davis. I mean, what can you say? Been good. He's been terrible. Didn't catch. Um, has one really memorable play. He caught a game winning touchdown against the Eagles. Other than that, there's really nothing to say. And for the Jaguars, who do they have? They have no one. They've got Keelan Cole, they've got guys like that. They don't have a number one receiver. So, both
2: of them, I'm giving them a D, and there's really no need to put any stats there. Yeah. I mean, with Jacksonville, I think their best receiver is probably DD Westbrook. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, Gee, that's not a number one. Uh, he's a number three receiver on any yeah. other team. But I mean, he's,
0: Yeah, he was Baker's number one target, but other than that, he hasn't done anything. Yeah, he
2: was pretty good at Oklahoma, but I I'm, i don't think either of these receiver cores are good. The Titans, I mean, I don't even have to go into that. Tajay Sharp, uh, Taewon Taylor. I mean, they have A.J. Brown now, but I – That's true, I – about that draft, thing. I'm not too but, high on A.J. Brown. Though. Yeah, I'm not high on either
0: of the Ole Miss twins. I think that you like their everyone likes them because of combine and in the gym stats. I didn't see a lot on the field. DK Metcalf, I mean, until that photo came out of him, and, I didn't even know. Obviously, after seeing that photo, that changed my mind. You look at Combine stats, yes, they look good, but I'm not real high on them on the field because I didn't see production in college
2: from either yeah. of them. Yeah, I mean, and also, I mean, a thing I will give them credit for is that they played for Ole Miss, mm. um, and their quarterback was Jordan Tamu. Like, uh-huh. like they, they, they had a, a rough quarterback in, in college, and I think they really stepped up and showed it. Uh, they really showed their talent, and I think they're really going to be, like, good in the NFL, especially mm-hmm. D.K., uh, but I, I'm i a little shaky on A.J. Brown, though. That's kind of the thing. Yeah,
0: He didn't run as good of a time as D.K. did. I don't know. I don't think he's going to be that
2: great. Um, Because you can have
0: good hands, but if you can't get open, you're not going to get anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, Especially a nice receiver like Rotswell, like Antonio Brown. Really have, he has pretty good hands. So we'll have to see how that pans out. I'm still giving both of those scores a D. I haven't seen anything in – action yet so i'm giving them both a d so now i'll move on to dylan's topics the afc west so i'll start with the kansas city chiefs i'm getting he's obviously i don't... he's a great receiver because I, I just can't go there with his off the field issues um on the field he does give you good production really solid hands He's a good route runner, and we know he's the fastest receiver in the NFL. That's not even close. He's the fastest player in the NFL. It's not even close. I think if he had run an official 40, he would would have – at least now. He's unbelievable. He's faster than John Ross. He's faster than anybody. He's unbelievable. So now you look at their other guys. You've got Sammy Watkins. I haven't really heard a lot about him since he left the Rams. Sammy Watkins was very good for the Rams and very good for the Buffalo Bills. He hasn't really been great for the uh, Chiefs. They haven't really used him. It's not that he hasn't been good. I think if he gets more touches, he But I really don't know what else to think about this team. You drafted, oh, gosh, what was the name of the kid they picked in the third round? Miko Hardman. Hardman. He's another fast 4-3 guy. So you've got two guys that are 4-3, I even think. Tyreek Hill might be a 4-2-4-1 guy. Mm-hmm, and yeah. you've got Sammy Watkins who has got who's a big receiver with great hands. I'm giving this.
2: I mean, I I'm just so I'm so kind of honestly in shock with the Chiefs um receiver core. The whole Tyreek mm-hmm. Hill thing was just a like it was just a headache. I mean, it was mm-hmm. just so so complicated, and then Miko Hardman, the third round pick. We don't really know what we're gonna see out of him. Uh, he was good at Georgia, uh, but of course, we don't know what we're gonna see out of him. Uh, Sammy Watkins wasn't very good in Buffalo, uh, he wasn't that good in uh, Los Angeles uh, with the Rams, but I mean, it, it's a lot of question marks with this, with this receiver core. Uh,
0: mm-hmm.
2: you know, Tyree Kill out of West Alabama, super speedy guy, pretty good hands. I mean, the -the off-the-field issues just –
0: Off-the-field issues are what's stopping – I don't know. I don't trust this receiving core going into this year. I'm giving them an A- minus based on the production they had last year. This year could be Mm -hmm. a different story, though. Obviously, you're going to have off-the-field issues with Tyreek Hill. And I know a lot of people – I'm high on Sammy Watkins just because of watching him team in Los Angeles wasn't good his year that um so no I was confused when the Chiefs signed him because it was kind of so random that they would go after him but once they signed him Sammy's pretty decent um I think once he gets a good team around him and a quarterback that will throw him the ball I think he'll be able to prove himself
2: yeah I mean I think this Chiefs team would be okay I'm not going to say that actually I can't I'm not going to give Tyreek Hill props Mm. for anything because I just highly disrespect him. Um, but I mean there are just so many question marks with the Chiefs. I, I struggle with them.
0: Okay. And they don't have Kareem Hunt anymore, so you've got to wonder about how all of that's gonna work. I yeah, don't think Dam- they Damian
2: Williams is their starting running back. So
0: I, I don't know what's gonna happen. It'll be interesting to see with them. So now I'm gonna go to the Los Angeles Chargers. I'm giving this receiving core an A just to start. They have Williams, who I at Clemson, Deshaun Watson. Mike Williams was so good with Deshaun Watson uh, in that national championship game. He was unbelievable. He's a big receiver that can catch the ball. He hasn't really, shown that game-winning catch he had, Chiefs. I believe. Yeah. yeah, I think it was against the Chiefs. Yes, he hasn't really shown a lot. They have Keenan Allen. You have lost to Williams, but Keenan. Williams, I
2: think they're pretty good. So I'm. Uh, I, 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 I agree. I think that they are a very good. Uh, mm-hmm. Core, but I think the big loss for them was Tyrell Williams. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Tyrell Williams was very good. Uh, and we don't even have to talk about Travis Benjamin. Travis Benjamin is trash. He doesn't really do anything good. He's not really a receiver. He's really just a return man. Uh, mm-hmm. He doesn't have good hands. He's not a good route runner. Uh, but with the, with the Chargers, I mean they have they have a good tight end and Hunter Henry. Uh, he's coming off injury. Uh, but I think the duo with Keenan Allen and Mike Williams is good. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I'm just struggling with their depth.
0: Yeah, their depth is an issue. But I think if all these guys can stay healthy, their core does deserve props,
2: at least some. Yes. Okay. Yeah.
0: Go on to Denver. I'm giving Denver a B. This is weird. So Sanders, you really don't know where as far as he tore his Achilles, which is a huge loss. It's hard to come back from that injury and be ready to go for week one. I'm ready to go. Usually it takes about a year to recover from that injury. I don't know. He has Adrian Peterson legs where he'll heal in eight months, but it's really not likely. You gonna love Cortland Sutton. Cortland Sutton is a huge receiver. He's nicknamed Mini Megatron for a reason. He didn't really show a lot in his rookie year. I still think he's going to be very good for them. I mean, this this Denver team is bizarre to me as far as receivers. They do a lot, but I think what pieces,
2: I think they're pretty decent. I think with Denver, they have so many holes on offense. Mm-hmm. I mean, literally at every position but running back. And running back is even a question mark because we don't know exactly if Philip Lindsay's going to be exactly what he was last year. Mm. Uh, quarterback, you, you, it's just it's a mess. Mm. Wide receiver, like you said, it's very weird. Emmanuel Sanders, Cortland Sutton, Deshaun Hamilton. I mean, it's so, so weird. All these I mean, Emmanuel Sanders is on the older side. Corlin Sutton and Deshaun Hamilton are very, very weird players. Corlin Sutton's a monster. Uh, Deshaun Hamilton kind of overperformed a little bit. Uh, mm-hmm. but And, of course, we don't even know if Emmanuel Sanders is going to be what he was uh, because of that Achilles injury. Um, and their tight ends are trash. Uh, their offensive line isn't that good. Uh, their defense is stellar, in my opinion, but – I mean, we, we really – I really don't know what to think about the whole Broncos offense, uh, let alone mm. their receiver core.
0: All right, so now I'm going to finish out with the Oakland Raiders. As much as I hate to say it, I've got to give them an A+. You've got Antonio Brown. You just signed Tyrell Williams. Offensively, if Derek can, Hark- You Derek- just got to figure out this team is loaded – Aside, they did lose Jared Cook, but you got Antonio Brown. I think this team's going to be fun to watch. Uh
2: yeah. I mean, we talked about Tyrell Williams earlier. Uh, I like Tyrell mm-hmm. Williams. I think he's really good. I know I was in New York uh, for the Jets and Vikings game, and I remember riding on a on a train and hearing that Tyrell Williams made a crazy play in in a London game. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I mean, it's just. I had never really heard anything about Tyrell Williams too much before that. Uh, I knew he was very good, but, uh, you know, I went back and I watched that game in London and he was incredible. Uh, he is a really good player. I don't even think we really have to talk about Antonio Brown too much. Uh, he's so good. I think he's the best route runner in the league. He's not Tyree Kill, but he's also a jerk. Uh, mm mm-hmm. He is, I mean, what he did with Juju was just unacceptable. Juju looked up to him. You can look at the message he sent him in college. He looked up to him. I,
0: what, and what he thought that would make Juju look bad is beyond me. It just made yeah. Juju look that much better because Juju was trying to get to the league. And Antonio, mm-hmm. for Antonio to post that, it just, it made no sense.
2: I mean, I, I saw Juju play with Sam Darnold in college. He was incredible. Mm-hmm. Um Honestly, I, I love that he sent that message to Antonio Brown. It shows, uh, you know, how badly he and how, you know, thirsty he was to be in the league.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And Antonio Brown just goes after him. I, I, yeah, I, I don't get it. Uh, Antonio Brown's incredible, though. He's so good. Uh, they don't call him Tony Tap for no reason. Sure. Um, but I, I'm, I'm really interested to see what the Raiders can do this year. Yeah. Alright, Okay. all right. Okay. Uh, so, all right. Uh, I have the AFC East Home of my New York Jets We're going to start with The New England Patriots though Because mm. I want to get them out of the way um, I'm going to give Okay, this might shock some people I'm going to give them a C plus um, that makes sense. Julian Edelman What else? I mean <laughs> Demarius Thomas isn't really going to be good I don't think Kale think- Harry no. Nikhil Harry, I think, could be good. Uh, but after that you got Don Trell, Inman, and Braxton Barrios. I mean
0: I... Well, and look at this. Brady's still gonna put up great numbers. So grading the receiving court, yes, that's fair, but you know Tom Brady's still gonna have great numbers just because yeah. that's him every mm-hmm. yeah. I mean he could I'm have not... Jim Bo- out there
2: yards. <laughs> yeah,
0: I don't
2: I don't think okay, I'm not saying that the Patriots aren't gonna be good, and I'm not saying that Tom Brady's Weapons. Or, mm-hmm. I, I'm not saying this is going to downgrade Tom Brady. He's going to be great no matter who he has. Uh, but I think grading this receiver core, put them on any other team, they're not going to produce yeah. mm-hmm. as much with any other team. Especially, I mean, even with like an Aaron Rodgers. Like, they, I don't think Julian Edelman would be good with Aaron Rodgers.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, and I see, I ne- don't really pay that much attention to the uh, NFL top 100, but. People are outraged that Julian Edelman isn't a uh, top ten receiver. Who are you taking over, or Julian Edelman, over again? You got Julio Jones, DeAndre Hopkins, Devontae Adams, Adam Thielen, and Stephon Diggs. The top five. Antonio Brown. I take top. He's a system receiver. We saw this with Wes Walker. Brady always has that one
2: guy
0: that is good for him, but won't be good anywhere else.
2: Yeah, I mean. Call me biased. I would take Robbie Anderson over him. I think Robbie No, that's true. Um, Mm. But moving on to the New York Jets, my team, Mm. uh, we're going to talk about Robbie Anderson. He's a beast. Uh, He's had (laughs) some questionable off the field things Uh, with a cop. I don't think I have to say what he said. Uh, Mm. It's very graphic and inappropriate. Uh, But he's a very good player. Uh, we also have Jamison Crowder and Quincy Anunua. I'm going to give us a C-plus as well, though. Uh, we're not – there's not there's not a number one receiver on this team. Uh, Robbie Anderson's not a number one receiver. He's at best a number two. Uh, Jamison Crowder's good, uh, but he's not great. Quincy Anunua, same deal. Uh, mm. I think it's kind of lackluster uh, with the Jets' receiver core. Uh, it, Sam Darnold doesn't have great weapons uh, outside mm. of Levy Bell, but – I don't know. I think a C. Play. I think they're pretty neck and neck with the Patriots, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, moving on to the Miami Dolphins, Jonah, That's you're gonna here. like this. You might not like it quite as much as you would if I put them in the A's, but it's a B minus. They're be- they're the best. They have the okay. best receiver core in the AFC East, um, in my opinion. Kenny Stills, Devonte Parker albert wilson i mean i think that is solid i think that is actually pretty good uh you also got jakeem grant uh i mean the way that these receivers performed last year i mean it surprised me albert wilson was really good uh yep i think devontae parker could step up kenny stills besides the drop pass in seattle i'm sorry to remind you god (laughs) um but kenny stills is good he is really good uh Again, he blew that game in Seattle, but mm-hmm. he just—he's so—he's so good when he's like really on. Uh, when he's not, when he's not playing great, he's not even that terrible. Uh, mm-hmm. He's not like the Kirk Cousins of wide receivers, uh, but I think Kenny Stills is good. I think Devontae Parker could be good, and I think Albert Wilson is actually very good. Uh, so I'm gonna give them a B B+. Moving the thing with be- the
1: team, hold up. The thing with the team is that this receiving court, they work really well with each other, like their specific skill sets and the game plan. They always like go together. Kenny Stills takes the top off the team, but he's also statistically by uh, PFF one of the top run blocking wide receivers in the league as well.
2: Yeah, and that's underrated. Yeah, like people and... don't really talk about blocking with wide receivers, but exactly. It's
1: underrated. Yeah, it's pretty important in the, in the offensive game plan, too.
2: Yeah, so uh, I'm going to give the Dolphins a B- there. Uh, yeah. Moving on to the Buffalo Bills. Oh, goodness. I'm going to give them a D. I don't uh. like the receiver core. I don't like it. It's <laughs> No, nah, me neither. It's all underwhelming guys. Cole I a- like Lee. Zay Jones. I, I, love, I like love Zay, Zay Jones. Jones. I think Zay Jones is great. Besides him getting in a – Bar fight naked. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's. The, I don't know if you guys heard about that, but that happened. Yeah. Uh, but Zay Jones is a very good player. Uh, I think he's really the only good receiver on this team. Cole Beasley. He's the I only think.
0: person that can levitate. By the way. Also. <laughs> I, I oh yeah, that, that. Is,
2: that is the craziest thing I've ever seen. I that's I can't even like mathematically. It doesn't like, but he doesn't. It <laughs> it's like it's super. It's supernatural. I can't think about that, but. Uh, Cole Beasley is not good. I don't think he's Neasley, good at Beasley. Beasley, no. Um, and John Brown, no. Is it John Brown? Like, are we gonna sit here and talk about John Brown? He's not good. Um, the Bills' receiver core is kind of trash. Uh, it's significantly worse than all the receiver cores in this division. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the Jets and Patriots are a C That really tells you something. Uh, yeah. I didn't give. I didn't give them an F solely because of Zay Jones. Uh, mm. I think Zay Jones is good, and I think him and Josh Allen really click. Uh, but that's what I got with the AFC East. All
0: right, Joe.
1: Okay, so I got the AFC North, and um, I'll start off with the Browns. I gave them an A or an A+. plus. I couldn't decide. I gave them an A, though. Uh, they've got Odell and Jarvis, the duo that's that was together in college, best friends since they were growing up. Finally on the same team together, haven't seen them play together in the NFL yet, so that's what stopped me from making them an A plus. Um, Odell, top five receiver, I think everyone can agree on that. I'm pretty sure. Oh yeah, yeah, uh,
0: definitely.
1: Jarvis has had multiple uh, thousand yard seasons. I know, cause Dolphins fan. And he always like he's always in top three in receptions in the whole league. He led the league in receptions in 2017. He's just a guy that's targeted like almost every down on a, like a slant route or a screen or something. Um, and then behind them they've got Antonio Calloway, who I I'm a Gator <laughs> fan, uh, and he was he was amazing in in Florida and. Uh, he showed it in Cleveland towards the later half of the year. Struggled with drops a little in the season, but he still racked up 600 yards and five touchdowns, which is pretty good. Uh, connected well with Baker, too. Mm-hmm. And then behind them, they've got Richard Higgins, who's not really, you know, anything oh. special.
2: I mean, well... Prashad Perriman actually looked good last year, and I was shocked. And it's really because of Baker Mayfield, but – Yeah. Prashad mm-hmm. Perriman's not good. He was a first-round bust. Yeah. But, I mean, mm-hmm. I think he's actually – he actually could be good with Baker.
0: I Yeah, I see that.
2: But uh, – The um... only
0: thing that worries me with Odell, it's so easy to take Odell out of a game. All you got to do is double-team him, get him frustrated, and throw the ball to Jarvis a bunch, and he shuts down. That's Personally, true. internally. Yeah, um – He'll start getting into, he'll it, 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 really, there's a lot of issues there. So that's the yeah. only thing that
2: concerns me about the Browns. Team. Yeah, I mean, with me with Odell, a problem I have. Hear me out when I say this. He's a grown baby. Yes, and definitely. <laughs> like if you like babies will cry if you don't give them what they want. Odell mm. will cry and kick a net if you don't get him enough targets. That's yeah. where he is and this guy's a 26-year-old man. Yeah. Like, it's unacceptable to me.
1: Yeah, and he's not going to get a lot of targets as he did in uh, New York because Jarvis, who keeps leading the, like, leading the league in receptions, and they've got a whole stacked offense around them, Kareem Hunt, Nick Chubb, David Njoku, Antonio Callaway, he's not going to get that many catches as he's used to. <laughs> so if he can deal with that, then I think they'll be good. But if he mm-hmm. can't, then that'll be some trouble. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, moving on to the Steelers, I have them as a B. Uh, Fair. I, I, their best receiver is obviously Juju, who uh, I said earlier, I'm not really high on going into the season. I think he's not going to know how to deal with double teams. I don't think he's used to getting um, like the worst cornerback covering him, and mm-hmm. he's not going to get that anymore being wide receiver one. Uh, he had 1500 yards last year, seven touchdowns. It might be similar to that number, but like that's good and all. But for the depth behind him, it's not good enough. And uh, he ha- behind him is Dante Moncrief, uh, Deontay Johnson, and James Washington. Dante Moncrief, he's nothing special. He's a wide receiver three. He's had 2500 career receiving yards in five years in the NFL. Nothing nothing good. Uh, Deontay Johnson, third-round pick from this year. No one knows how he's going to do yet. And then there's James Washington, who is their second-round draft pick uh, in 2018, who played um, last year, but he only got 16 receptions for 200 yards. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if it's because there were so many better receivers ahead of him or Big Ben doesn't know – like, doesn't have the chemistry with him or if he's just not good. So mm-hmm. – Yeah, we really
2: have to see another year out of James Washington.
1: Yeah, he was good in – what was it, Oklahoma State? Oh, yeah, he
2: was good at Oklahoma State with uh, Rudolph.
1: Yeah, and then I I didn't think he was NFL-like talent, but maybe he'll prove me wrong. Uh, Up next is the Bengals. I gave them a B-plus with – I mean, it might change now with the whole A.J. Green ankle sprain, but uh, they've got A.J. Green who is a beast. Top ten receiver when he's healthy. Um, behind him, Tyler Boyd, who just got a huge new contract. I love slept
0: Tyler Boyd. on. He is yeah. so slept on.
1: He had a great end of the like half, the last half of the season last year. He was amazing. Andy Dalton and him really connected a lot, and uh, he 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 just shocked everyone. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh,
1: John Ross is the third receiver who is a bust. Uh, Overhyped
0: because of his speed.
1: Yeah,
2: I yeah. mean, I love John Ross uh, because I have family in Seattle and I I like Washington uh, mm-hmm. like a secondary team for me. But uh, I mean, I love John Ross. He's not good though. He's really just fast. He's really just yeah. like, a track star at this point.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So other than AJ and Boyd, they've they've got no one. Their next best next best receiver is Alex Erickson, I think. Oh goodness. So And yeah. with A.J. getting hurt all the time, that's that's terrible.
2: Yeah, I think Alex Erickson and Auden Tate are really like their only other guys.
0: Mm-hmm. Tyler, yeah. and they have Tyler Eifert, but he can't stay healthy. Exactly, so yeah, yeah. that makes it even worse that you don't have a tight end to throw to. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah,
2: and then they also lost Tyler Croft. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so they don't really even have a backup tight end to justify that.
1: Yeah, no, it, it's going to be some trouble this year for the Bengals. Um and then last I have the Ravens who I think have the worst receiving core in the league. Very uh, interesting. I have them as a D minus. They got rid of John uh John Brown. They got rid of Michael Crabtree. All they're left with is Willie Sneed and uh first round draft pick, Hollywood Brown.
2: Okay, yeah, this is fair. I respect this, actually. Uh
1: and the thing I didn't I like Hollywood Brown. I thought I think he's gonna be good in the league until he got picked by the Ravens. He averaged eighteen yards per catch back in college. That's because he was mainly used like going deep. Lamar mm-hmm. Jackson is terrible, like throwing more than ten yards.
0: It's pretty similar as far as them running with the football, but yeah. Kyler's got a rifle on him. Yeah. Kyler he can, is a he unbelievable great thrower. Mm-hmm. And Lamar just doesn't have that outside of twenty yards. And Hollywood's yeah. thing is wide open, throw the ball, I'll catch it, and then run into the end zone. A lot like Will Fuller was when Will Fuller came into the league. Yeah. That doesn't work now with the corner in the league. There's a mm-hmm. lot of fast safety after the ball. It's just not yeah. going to work. You have a guy that can sling it like Kyler.
1: Yeah. I don't think he's gonna do much with Baltimore as Lamar's quarterback. I I am a huge Lamar like, I, I, I don't like him. I don't think he's good at all. He actually blocked yeah. me on Instagram for saying he's a running back, but that's, like, another topic. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I did not know this. He's <laughs> a
2: <laughs> running back. That's epic, dude. Yeah. And, uh, dude, that, is, that is
1: wild. So, I got I got uh, some hate for Lamar, but, you know, it's all good. Uh, and then Willie Sneed, who's just a wide receiver, three wide receiver, two. He got – 600 yards last year, one touchdown. And that, yeah, that's just – And he's their, like, wide receiver one, basically. Yeah. And they they don't have much depth either. After Hollywood, they've got Jordan Lasley, who hasn't played – who hasn't caught a single career reception, if I'm if I'm right. Oh, and yeah. uh, Chris Moore, who is
2: drafted – or who has 500 career receiving yards in three seasons. And then Jaleel Scott is on that team too, but he doesn't do anything. I mean, yeah. it's like – it's, it's
1: terrible. They're relying Look, they on their some bunch of, the, of tight ends. Yeah, yeah, all
2: on all twenty of their tight ends. They need to. <laughs> okay, the the Ravens just need to load the line with tight ends and not even have receivers.
1: Yeah, so, And just like, run it with Lamar and Mark Ingram.
2: Throw yeah, and throw uh Hayden Hurst and uh Hayden Hurst, Mark Andrews, and Nick Boyle out there. Just throw yep. them all out there. Just mm. do three tight end set and then throw two running backs in whatever.
0: Yeah, Just get a bunch of offensive linemen and have Lamar just run straight up the field and everyone block for him. And then they need Trace McSorley else.
2: can be a backup running back.
1: Trace McSorley and Lamar. That, that's just like a crazy quarterback. Why did
2: they take Trace McSorley? <laughs> it makes no sense. They He's have basically RG3. Lamar Jackson.
1: Yeah, I know. They've got three quarterbacks who are known for being mobile and not much else.
2: And RG3 is not anything anymore. Yeah, I know. He's not mobile at all. So yeah, the Ravens' receiver core is trash, and yeah, all right, yeah,
0: all right. So real quick before we end, I'll go over a little bit of the news around the NFL just to catch everyone up in you haven't checked out the Instagram. So if y'all didn't know, the night that we released our last episode, Kevin Byard got a massive extension. Not really sure if he's worth it. Seventy-one or yeah, seventy-one million dollars on five years, thirty-one million guaranteed. It's a huge contract. Bayard's very good. Don't know if he's worth that much money, but obviously you got to pay your secondary. Um, and then also that, or not that night, or yeah, it was that night. Mike Tomlin got an extension. Mike Tomlin, great coach, only extended him for a year. Also, Sean McVay got extended. And those, every God. single receiver on the roster is hurt at this point. Huh. Unbelievable. There's no receiver that's available for them to play. Maybe they go and sign a guy like Brandon Marshall. I don't know. And there are injuries that's going to cause them to miss some time. Um, I'll say this. Prayers go out to Golden Tate. Obviously, it's an unfortunate situation if y'all don't know. He's supposedly suspended for PEDs, but the he took was actually fertility treatment. are trying to have a baby, so prayers go out to them that they're able to actually have a baby and that the NFL is able to turn this around and forgive the suspension. He said yeah. he told the NFL when it happened. Um, I don't know what's going on there, but Hopefully that they're able to get him back. I hope for his sake he's able to come back before. Doesn't have to start game suspension. Um, but aside from that, obviously, A.J. Green. Uh, I think that's going to do it. I uh,
2: think that's it. Um. Oh, also, uh, news came out. Mike Daniels signed with the Detroit Lions. Yeah. Yes. Forgot about that one. Yeah, their is,
1: defensive line is that stacked.
2: Is huge. The Lions have one of the best defensive lines in the league now. It's
1: crazy. Trey Trax Flowers Harrison
0: and Yeah. Uh, yeah, you have Mike Trey Daniels Flowers, a defensive tackle.
2: Trey Flowers, Mike Daniels, Damon Harrison, and uh Deshaun Hand. Yeah. That's that that's crazy. crazy. But mm. yeah, I think that'll do it. All right. All right, guys. Thanks for listening to Good Evening Football.
0: We're sorry about the deal with Dylan. Sorry to Dylan if you're listening to this. We'll have his parts in this. Unfortunately, he had some technical issues, but we still got him. He'll be in the parts that he was able to record. Uh, check us out on Instagram, Daily all that good stuff. Follow us. are trying to get that number up. Um, so I guess good evening.
2: <laughs> all right. Good evening, everyone. we we'll see you guys
0: later. <laughs> all right.